0: My name is Nathan Kolopec. I am Matthew Morkin. And this is the Veritas Equipping Podcast. Our goal is, especially during this time, to equip you to live out your faith and love Jesus well. Today we're, we're talking about a topic called Digital Wisdom. How to help you think critically about your use of social media, the internet, things like that. We can't hit everything. Um, but we've got some some ways we want to equip you today. And we actually have an expert here to talk. <laughs> can can you say your name for for the folks at home? My name is Jake Each. Wow. Jake Each. And and what makes you, Jake, the the right person to talk? I mean, like, how many
1: Instagram followers do you have? <laughs> I am not social media. Savvy whatsoever. Uh, so I, I mean, am I the right person to talk on this? N- no, in one sense, like I don't, uh, I don't have a Facebook page. I have Instagram, but when I switched phones, I didn't remember my password, so <laughs> I couldn't load it on my new phone or find it. I think the same with Twitter. So I don't, I don't interact on social media, so I'm not an expert on social media. I'm a pastor, and I want to talk about uh, biblical wisdom for social interaction and try to apply that to this new dynamic of social media and it's such a big part of our lives that what does the Bible have to say about it? That's great. So, so guys, you are not going to learn how to get more followers on Twitter out of this conversation.
0: You might lose some, but be a better Christian in the process. Absolutely. Yeah. Our, our hope is again for you to gain some wisdom because let's face it, if you're anything like me, we're spending a lot more time on our phones right now because there are fewer other things to go out and do. So yeah, Jake wants to help equip us as a church to be wise in this time. So so what are some things that you're seeing Christians do poorly with social media right now? Maybe it's our internet usage or social media in general. What are some things that you're seeing that
1: yeah, aren't going well? Yeah, to say what are Christians not doing well in this may be too general. I'm sure some Christians are doing great with it. I'm sure some. That- Christians aren't doing so great with it. Um, There's problems or errors in social media that Christians are immune to. Sure, whether it's just uh, self exaltation, uh, posting inappropriate things, uh, study uh, or spreading lies, or promoting ungodliness, or just stupid fights that happen that aren't aren't done in a godly way. So. Anybody using social media can fall into those problems, Christians included.
0: And is this new to kind of the, the time we're recording this now, coronavirus, where we're all kind of quarantining ourselves. Is this new for this dynamic, or was this a problem that was already around?
1: No, this is it's not even new to social media. It's it's old to relationships. Anytime there's been relate or social interaction, and the Bible does speak to uh, to social interaction that can be applied to social media. I think it's timely now that we're talking about it, with everybody quarantined, you're on social media so much, posting things that it might be like, Hey, let's, a, let's talk about some biblical wisdom when it comes to social interaction through social media. Is all social media bad? Do you want us to just delete every account we have, call it good? Should we say no to all these things? No, I, I think social media does a lot of good in connecting people. Some people may need to delete their social accounts. I didn't, you don't want to hear that, but like, maybe it's got to an unhealthy level. And if you're unwilling to even examine that, then it's certainly become too big a deal to you. But there's a lot of good that comes from social media, uh, for sure. So what, I mean, what is some of that good? Like, what are, what are things that you're seeing that's good potential with these tools? I mean, staying connected with people and family that, uh, live further away, um, promoting godliness. You have a platform for that. Things that you celebrate, uh, ways to encourage each other, ways to stay connected is easier now uh, um, through social media that we're connected with missionaries we support around the world. And we feel like we know what's going on in their life and and are able to still have a voice in their life. That's a a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, my, my wife and I were overseas for a year. And one of the things that made it easier for our families to kind of handle us flying across the world for, we weren't sure quite how long was the fact that we could connect on the internet, we could share pictures, we could give updates. So, okay, let me, let me be really clear on this. We're not saying all oh, social media is bad. Like, Matthew, you're engaged even in the, the Veritas Facebook Bible reading group, right?
2: Yeah, I'm excited to be a part of that. It really can be at a time, especially in this social distancing thing, where you're just not seeing people and where you haven't been able to even gather in community. It's been such a blessing to be able to reflect and to, you know, type up some thoughts as we are processing the Bible reading plan. Uh Yeah, so definitely can come in as a good thing there, too. And I just echo what you guys say about, like, family... You know, just being connected with your family abroad. Uh, I have family up north in Minnesota. And so you just stay connected and share family pictures and, and all that good stuff. that can be encouraging.
0: This is a family podcast, so I'm glad you didn't say where uh, where up north you're from. The name of the town is Dick Yeah, someplace. okay, yeah. <laughs> you can leave this in. Leave this in or edit it later. That's up to you, Matthew. Um, I'll listen later and see if you took this out. Um, okay, so, so we're all saying around the table. Maybe we have different use for social media, but we're not saying it's inherently wrong. Um, so how do we, how do we not go about it in a wrong way, right? Like a brick is a tool that could be used to smash a window or build an orphanage. The brick's not bad. We gotta be the right kind of people with it. So yeah, we asked you to kind of think through guidelines for us as a church. Um, what are just some of those thoughts that you have guidelines for, for being wise with our use of, of media and especially social
1: media? Yeah, I, I love the question of what are some guy, when you posed it to me a few days ago, or what is the guidelines for, posting on social media. And since I don't post anything on social media, um, I, it made me think, okay, what? Uh, how would I guide myself in posting on social media? And I came up with four questions that I would want to ask myself that I think would serve people well to ask these four questions when it comes to posting things on social media and just trying to have some scripture behind each of these to help us think uh, motives. But the first question would be, why do I want to post this? Is it about projecting a false image of myself? Is this about self-glorification that I want people just to think more highly of me, that I want to get a bunch of likes? Like, is that my motive behind that? I think we really need to examine our motives in posting. Why, why do I want to post this? Or why do I not want to post this? I look fat in that picture and I don't want people to see that. So I'm not going to post it. Is it just too much focus and concern with ourselves? I think First uh, Corinthians ten thirty one says, so what... It, Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God, including social media and the things that you post. Like, is this about God and his glory? Now, that doesn't mean, like, every post has to be a devotional. Post pictures of your kids or your food before you eat it if you're into that. I don't know why people do that. But uh, I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's a healthy question to ask. What are my motives for posting this? Why why am I doing that?
0: That why question is super helpful because – even as I'm thinking through, so my wife's engaged with family, things like that on social media, and she, she loves design, so she's following those things. That's a strong why for her. But as I was thinking through Instagram, things like that, I don't really have a why to post things about my life, because my life's not that interesting, right? Like, I don't know why people would care to look at my stuff. Now, maybe my mom will listen to this and be mad that I'm not posting, you know, my daughter's pictures, but yeah, I don't know how often we stop and go, Why am I doing this? And if we don't ask that question, someone else is probably filling in that why for Mm -hmm. us, right? You even mentioned a sermon this week talking about idols. This is maybe a category of going like, is this feeding something in me that... I I'm not even aware of, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of reacting to.
2: Well, and one of the things I think like, and we talked about, you referenced the brick, right? The brick can be used to build something. It can be used to destroy something. And even with this first uh, step that you mentioned to think about before you're posting it, like, yeah, there's good reasons and bad reasons and they're coming from your heart. And so just always like checking your heart, whether you're going to post an opinion or, or how you're responding. Yeah, that's good. And sometimes practically, my wife can see my heart better
0: than I can or my good friends can. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes even answering that question, why am I posting that? We might need community, right? We might Absolutely. need, which obviously, okay. Every single time you're going to post on Facebook or whatever, you don't have to call your three best friends and go, Hey, is this allowed? But, but if you're seeing a pattern in your heart, that that could be really helpful.
1: Yeah. And every time you do post something, you can ask yourself, all right, why am I posting this? What, what's the motive behind that? So that would be the first question I'd say, like, make sure you ask yourself that. The second one would be, how often have I been posting? Hmm. A, a couple passages that came to mind with this would be uh, James and James 119 tells us to be uh, quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to be angry. Uh, and the slow to speak, it has some value. Even in Proverbs ten nineteen says, when words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent, uh, or, or Proverbs seventeen twenty eight. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise when he's when he closes his lips, he's deemed intelligent. There's a a wise biblical guidance to don't talk too much, and it and I think it can apply to posting too. Like hey, don't you don't have to post too much. Be slow and seldom. Be be slow in in how you react to post or how how often you post or just Check your posting pace. And, uh, if you're talking too much on, on social media, the chances of transgressions go up. Mm-hmm. So I would just, uh, ask yourself how often I've been posting. The other, the third question would be, is it true?
0: really quick though um, yeah. when you said don't talk too much you looked deep into my eyes so i'm taking that i'm swallowing that let me process that a little bit
2: okay don't well, don't i was kind t- of hiding under the table so uh, <laughs> i mean so i mean talking too much and one of the things i wrestle with about when you talk too much and I, I this is what i struggle with because you see the post or you see an idea that you have to share and just really being comfortable with one, if I don't say anything, God is still at work and he's still in control and he can still take care of that person. Or I just need to be patient and trust God to wait three hours t- so I can calm down or or have that one-on-one face-to-face conversation rather than diving in via text or social media, which, you know, I've won so many people over with those arguments. <laughs> that, uh, it's hard to stop. But, uh, you know, God is sovereign. I, I don't need to respond. Yeah, that's good. So So, Check the why. Check your why. Check
0: how often you're doing. Okay. What, what was the third? The third guideline.
1: Yeah. I, I would, The the question I would ask is: Is it true? There's so much information traveling on social media that we can quickly retweet or repost, and uh, we need to slow down and say, "Is this true?" Uh, before we just kind of emotionally react. First uh, John four one says, "Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God." For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, there are a lot of different ideas out there, and it can seem very appealing, and it can speak to our emotions, where we just, we like it, and we click quickly, and maybe we need to take the time to be more discerning. Like, okay, I like that. Should I like that? Uh, Is it true? Is it biblical? Is it godly? Uh, And take time to be discerning. Proverbs eighteen seventeen says, the one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. You can read a post that links you to an article, and it's like, wow, that seems, I, I totally agree. When you haven't done the homework, it's like, well, what does the other side say? And you too quickly share something that you didn't do your own homework to uh, examine both sides, because we tend to polarize things quickly and jump into tribes and sides that, that just aren't helpful and this much content coming across uh one of the things that'll help you slow up is do your homework read up on it before you just put your opinion out there uh, because just cuz you have a a platform for your voice doesn't mean your voice is credible okay you just told us to do homework that's
0: <laughs> uh that's not fun but we we are talking distinctly about how christians can be different through our
1: use of social media, right, yeah, if you want to have fun on social media, then yeah, take a picture of your hoagie sandwich before that, but if you 're going to post stuff about issues and you know opinion pieces, then then you should be informed and say, "Okay, is this true? Is it biblical? Mm. Uh, how would I support it and one one wrestle in my own heart is
0: through all this time, I'm reading a lot of news articles. I'm reading a lot of those things that I want to share. And sometimes opinion pieces are masked as news articles, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, that's whether it's on TV or even articles I'm reading online. It's not always clear if someone is primarily shaping a worldview and stating it or presenting facts. And there have even been times where I've followed a link someone sent me where the, the headline of the link is like, can you believe these people are doing this? And then you read the body and it's like, Oh, no, I, I don't know how we got to the conclusion of the headline, but we've all seen this headlines
2: written to grab attention. Sure, Clickbait. Yeah, and we agree with the headline and we share it when we don't read the body, Right. right? I think that's a big issue that's happening in social media where, you know, oftentimes with Babylon B, you can just read the headline, send it on its way, <laughs> have a quick chuckle and you've kind of gotten the essence of it. But one of the ways I see that displayed is with like lost or missing people, you know. And so people will be like, "Oh man, I want to spread the word." And it's a noble cause to spread the word about somebody who's potentially been kidnapped, but if you also click on the article, it'll say they were found. Uh, you know, usually not all of them, but they're found right right away. And so that's what one, one topic, but with our, the issues that are going on today, whether they're political in the year 2020 or with this virus going around, it's so important to open the link, read the document that you are spreading around before you just spread it around. Yeah, yeah that's uh,
1: good. And let me read Proverbs 18:17 again, because I do think it applies well in this situation. It says, the one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. Don't be so dogmatic with your opinions online when it's just perpetuating one side of a perspective. We can too easily demonize another point of view that we haven't even read or sought understanding on. So that's another thing that says, hey, slow down in your posting and and liking and retweeting or whatever it may be. This is a tangent.
0: And if we keep working with this, you might get a lot of book recommendations from me. Um, I really enjoy the book, How the Nations Rage by Jonathan Lehman. He's coming out of a church in DC with Democrats and Republicans sitting in the same pews. And some of it is a little dense, but there's a lot of practical stuff about how we learn as a church in person to disagree well and engage well, rather than just kind of throwing throwing fire at people online. So if you're finding yourself a person who really wants to share opinions like that, we're not inherently saying you're wrong, but we're saying, man, get in relationships with other Christians to have those things stress test in grace, right? So that social media isn't your primary outlet. What was the fourth question? Yeah, of the,
1: fourth? the fourth question probably speaks to that too. It'd be what reactions will this provoke? Some passages that come to mind is uh, 1 Proverbs 26, 4 and 5. It says, Answer not a fool according to his folly, at least you be like him yourself. And then the next verse says, Answer a fool according to his folly, at least he be wise in his own eyes. So there's a tension to live. like We should practice discernment. Sometimes there's issues that come across that we say, I'm not even going to get in that mess. And there's other times where, hey, a fool needs to be corrected. Uh, Now, we have to lean into our own discernment to figure that out. I would say on social media, most often, it's going to be arguments that you should not correct a fool in his folly and don't get involved in that. Some of the things that lead me to say that are passages like Titus 3, uh, 9 through 11 says, "...but avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless." As for a person who stirs up division, after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful and is self-condemned. The Bible does not have good things to say about people who cause division. And that can happen a lot on social media. where We just get wrapped up in quarrels mm-hmm. and, and arguments that are pointless. In fact, uh, Paul, and when he was writing to Timothy, tells him, hey, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that the, they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil. Now, that doesn't mean we don't ever correct people, um, because the next passage says, correcting his opponents with gentleness. It's just social media is probably not the place to do that or to jump into to meaningless or ignorant controversies. Uh, we should ask the question, what reactions will this provoke? And if it's just going to stir up anger, if it's just going to stir up controversy, if it's just going to start fights, then don't do it. Uh, We should fight for unity. Ephesians 4, he tells us, As a prisoner of the Lord, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. And then it says as eager to maintain the union of the Spirit and the bond of peace. We should be eager to promote unity. And if your post is not going to promote unity, Maybe you shouldn't post it. but That doesn't mean you shouldn't address it. Maybe sure. that's a, a phone call or a coffee or a face-to-face conversation.
0: Which will probably be a lot more productive than,
1: yeah, yeah. there's not a lot of context and tone yeah. online. It's so easy to fight yeah. online and it's convenient. Uh, it's, it's easier to be bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easier to be ignorant when you're not sitting across from the person that you're, you're talking with. You don't, you don't have a face there but it's not it's
0: not godly. So the the four questions you're giving us to process our use of social media especially
1: posting putting content out. Yeah. Uh, one. Why do I want to post this? Yep. Examine your motives. How often have I been posting? Where words are many, transgressions yep. fall. Like examine that. Is it true? Uh, be discerning and what reactions will this provoke? A fight for unity. That's
0: great, Jake. Matthew, you and Jake, can you give us a little bit of vision? Like what would happen if we actually took this to heart as Christians and maybe even specifically in this time? It it can be one thing to go, "Okay, now I've got some rules to think about. But what what are we looking toward in this time if we live this stuff out?
2: Well, I'll let you do clean up, Jake. But um, I think you opened up a huge verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. And whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And so when you're posting different things about your family, when you're posting different things, you know, about your political opinions or news articles or and things like that, um, you really have the opportunity to ask yourself, like, is, is there any way that this is going to draw someone closer to Jesus or show my hope in Jesus? Or is this going to potentially drive them away from Jesus? Um, would this person and hear me talk about something that is so much more important because of what I've posted, or will this eliminate the opportunity to have that conversation? And so as Christians evaluate their heart in posting different things on different social media, I think it really has the opportunity to show the world that we share information differently. Uh, We're hopeful. Our message is always Jesus, no matter what the article says.
1: Yeah, I think a, a vision is the simple one is peace in your mm. own heart. I mean, you don't hear too many stories of people that are just more content with their self and their own situation because of the more time they sen- spend on social media. In time. fact, statistics would say the opposite is yes. true. You just, it's a platform to find arguments. It's a platform to compare yourself to others, which is a false projection of their reality as well. Um, so less time, smarter use of social media leads to better contentment and peace in your own heart. Veritas,
0: thanks for spending this time with us. We hope these are some questions that provoke you to godliness and provoke you to more peace and joy in Jesus, even as you engage in this time. So we we hope you're better equipped to live out your faith. And one good use of social media in this time could be sharing this podcast. Maybe you've got a friend or family member, a connection group member that could benefit from this. Share this with them and have a conversation to process these things. Other than that, guys, we love you and we're praying for you. Thanks for tuning in.